This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I am your host, Trevor Hart. Uh, spring break has officially ended. We have been back at school here for a few days, and uh, we've had some snow on the ground. So it's not ideal for coming back from spring break, but, you know, we deal with it because, you know, that's basically Trine University um, and all of its weather. So this week, have a big weekly rundown going through everything that happened during spring break and then what's going to happen next week. And then uh, I didn't have an interview originally, but then uh, all of a sudden I saw Amanda Prather and I was like, hey, would you want to do Storm Center again? And luckily she said yes. So, um, yeah, I have an interview with Amanda Prather, but let's go ahead and get into the music. Hit it. You're in the Storm Center. Women's basketball beat Washington, Missouri 79-69 on March 3rd and Loris College 60-54 on March 4th in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Their run would end in the Sweet 16 on the 10th against NYU with a 66-49 loss. Congrats to Mikhail Artis on earning third-team All-Region and to friend of the pod, Sidney Wagner, on earning first-team All-Region. Women's track and field competed in the Polar Bear Qualifier, final qualifier on the 4th. Softball was in Florida for the 4th through the 7th as they swept their competition, beating Warburg 6-4, Carnegie Mellon 17-3, Penn State Barron 10-0, Lebanon Valley 5-0, Aurora 5-0, Heidelberg 1-0, Nebraska Wesleyan 9-1, and Otterbein 5-1. They then traveled to Virginia over the weekend and on Friday beat Barry 4-2 and lost to Virginia Wesleyan 3-2. On Saturday, they beat Pfeiffer 9-1 and lost to Christopher Newport 7-5. They will be in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, as they will face Linfield and Hanover on Saturday and then face DePaul in Transylvania on Sunday, but that may be subject to change. Then they will finally be at home to face Anderson on Wednesday, and congrats to Anna Keppel on earning MIAA Pitcher of the Week and to Emma Lee on earning MIAA Position Player of the Week. Women's tennis was down in Orlando over spring break as they beat Kings, Pennsylvania 9-0 and lost to Northwestern, Minnesota 8-1, lost to California, Pennsylvania 7-2, and beat Baldwin Wallace 7-2. They then beat Manchester 9-0 on Tuesday. They will be at Rose Holman on Sunday and then host Olivet on Wednesday. Acrobatics and tumbling won against Concordia, Wisconsin on Saturday with a score of 243.070 to 236.245. They will host University of Mary Harden Baylor on Thursday. Women's bowling was at the ISC slash ITC sectionals on Saturday and Sunday. Women's lacrosse lost 18-7 at Wooster on Saturday. Figure skating hosted the Thunder Country Classic Conference competition on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Men's track and field was was in the Polar Bear Final Qualifier on Saturday the 4th. They then took Jake Gladio to the NCAA D3 Indoor National Championships on Friday and Saturday where he notched an All-American honor in the 60-meter hurdle. Men's volleyball beat North Park and Maranatha Baptist 3-0 on Saturday the 4th. They then beat Adrian 3-0 on Wednesday. They will host Olivet. On Monday, men's lacrosse won 21 to one at Spalding on Saturday, the fourth. 
They then beat DePaul 8-6 on Saturday and Cornell College 19-3 on Wednesday. They will host Carroll of Wisconsin on Saturday and then travel to Ohio Northern on Wednesday. Baseball was in Florida over spring break and lost to John Carroll 8-1 and 8-3, beat St. Vincent 3-1, lost to Grove City 11-4, lost to Dominican of Illinois, lost to Waynesburg 7-6 in 10 innings, beat Penn State Altoona 7-0 and 7-4. They will be at Franklin on Sunday and along with a Monday doubleheader. Then they will host Manchester on Tuesday. Men's tennis was also down in Orlando for spring break as they beat Kings, Pennsylvania, 9-0, losing to Northwestern Minnesota, 5-4, lost to Piedmont, 6-3, and lost to Wheaton of Illinois. They will host Manchester on Thursday, traveled in Rose Holman on Sunday, and then host all of that on Wednesday. Men's golf finished first at Oglethorpe University on Thursday and 9th, and congrats to Mark Sivinich on earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. And finally, men's bowling was also in the ISC slash ITZ sectionals on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Uh, it's only been one person that's been on episodes for two years. That's been me. And now you, Amanda. Thank you for being here, Amanda mm-hmm. Prather from the softball team. Uh, someone about the depot, always just getting podcast interviews with you for the, from the depot. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's... Just the way it is. But, um, Amanda, you are back after a very good first week in Florida. And then I would still say a good week in Virginia. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about last year. We'd said that there was a half hour video now out on YouTube about your whole whole journey. Um, So I didn't really want to play the hits on that. But I, you know, did want to talk about last time you were here, we were going into that. 0-7, Oh and seven, you were starting to play home softball, and that's when it started to get going. What was the switch that flipped after that? It was kind of, I mean, we went zero oh and seven. We kind of looked at each other, and it was like, I mean, it, it can't really get worse than this, I guess. Um, so the only we had nothing to lose at that point, so we just went out and we played, and we had this kind of. It felt like a freedom about it because there was no pressure. Like, no one was expecting anything from us at that point. Um, and I think once we kind of relieved ourselves of that and kind of just leaned on each other for the support and were able to play loose and free and have fun, I mean, that's where we play our best. So I think that finally showed up and people got to see a bit of that. Yeah, that was an interesting season, say the least. We were mm-hmm. talking, like – um of like every week that something was getting pushed back or someone was getting kept on the schedule for longer than what I thought they should have been until mm-hmm. it was finally canceled. Um, dealing with that, because I don't think we'd seen anything like that before. What was that like going with? Because sometimes you were playing two days in a row. Yeah, it was, I mean, rain was awful last year and we talked about it a bit before, but like even through postseason, we, we couldn't get through a whole weekend without having to, tarp retarp and kind of push games back and we never knew when we were actually going to get to play and even when there was like the slightest bit of rain it still managed to rain um but that's kind of the weather you expect here in the midwest so you never know what you're going to get i didn't i i know we we're supposed to expect bad weather but mm-hmm. that was ridiculous mm-hmm. because i mean it was just we had a class there and it was just like, all right, what's the deal? Is this one yeah. getting canceled? And you were like, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I know that there was there for a while to where some games were being kept because, you know, you didn't want something to happen like sophomore year where you were left out for honestly no reason. Right. You want to keep that strength of schedule and you want to keep the region teams in that you can keep in. But at the same time, if you have to keep pushing games back and canceling games, like you run out of time in the schedule. So you just kind of got to maneuver the pieces. And I think Coach D is really good with that. And he has the connections with the teams and within the region that he's able to kind of maneuver the pieces when he can, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, taking a little fall against Kalamazoo, only one game. That was yeah about it. I mean, you went on two, I think, what, two separate 15-plus game runs, mm-hmm. game-winning streaks. Yeah, the Kalamazoo. I think we went, we split with Calvin, too, but Kalamazoo was the one that really kind of woke us up, and we were like, oh, we got to get it together. Mm-hmm. Like, because we got on that winning streak, and we kind of got in the groove of things, but you can't take things for granted. So it was kind of like one of those humbling experiences again, like we had at the beginning of the season where it's like, you just can't show up every day and expect it to work out for you. Like you got to keep putting in the effort and work hard, no matter who's in the other dugout, like you still got to show up and play your game. And then it all came down to the, like the last series with hope. Mm-hmm. And I was on a call for that. It was amazing. I wanted to talk about one thing I, I always stood out to me was that when you stared down the catcher, like looked into her soul <laughs> and then next thing you know, she lets a ball pass. You're scoring from third. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I always found that play fascinating. What was that like? I mean, our, we kind of have like a little rivalry with hope. I feel like, um, I, I would say a little more than a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those games are always tough. Hope's always gritty, and they always, they're always they always competitive. And so even when you think you got the game, they're always right there nipping at your heels. And so it was one of those games where it was close until the end, and we just needed that little push, um, that run across the board to kind of get us going. And on bases, I'm always picky with catchers because I think it's just fun to mess with them. <laughs> so um, I kind of bait them if I can, and um, I their catcher – had gotten hurt, so I think the catcher they had in that game was kind of, like, fresh back there, and so you could kind of see a little bit of jitters, and so kind of seeing if get her to get her to get shaken up a little bit and kind of worked out in our favor. Yeah, it was like, who was going to blink first yep. in, like, that scenario? And, I mean, you stood there. It felt like five seconds. Yep. Um, and I was – because, I mean, I can look right down third base line. I just saw your eyes – I'm like, oh, my God. And then <laughs> the pass ball. And then they mentioned in the video that, like, I think it was your Ainsley or Emma said that you're, you're vocal, like, one or two times throughout a season. That was one yeah. of them. Yeah, I'm usually very stoic on the field. Um, defensively, I'll say one or two words here or there, but um, usually more calm and collected and don't really show that much emotion. But I knew the team – Needed a little bit of fire under him, and I was hoping that maybe that would get him going a little bit. And that was one game that I I really wanted because we win that. We win a conference, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about whether we get into the tournament or not, and I wasn't going to put it in the hands of some committee again. So, Yeah, that, that was tough. Would the team be surprised that you've been on this podcast twice? Um, Honestly, probably, yeah. I don't – I – I told him I had an interview today, but I didn't tell him what it was for. Um, <laughs> but they were surprised I even did it last year as well, though, too, because, I mean, I'm very not an outspoken person. Mm. So it was kind of surprising that 
one, I would be the person to be asked, but two, that I would actually do it. So. Oh, come on. I mean, like, one, we had a class there, you know, we saw each other three times a week, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about the season every now and then, and, you know, I think, like, you are the one of the top players on a team. I don't think it's debatable. I mean, you know, Ellie won player of the year. Rosie mm-hmm. wins pitcher of the year. But, I mean, you were right there. The NCAA tournament was an impressive run from you. That Thank was you. awesome. Thank you. I uh, The one thing, though, was that I always miss the biggest moments. Like, I'm never watching when the biggest moments happen. Like, I think you had seven RBIs against St. Mary's, mm-hmm. I think. Did not watch it. I was driving <laughs> home, wasn't able to watch it. Um, a lot of the big moments, like Rosie's no-hitter, which I think was also St. Mary's, mm-hmm. did wasn't able to see it. And I told Ashley Swart out about this when I interviewed her. And she was like, and it was before the Hope game, and she was like, can you not watch the Hope game? Just and I was like, well, I'm, I'm on the call, <laughs> so that's kind of tough. Um, you guys pulled out. But then the Grand Slam in the championship series, I was in a restaurant with no Wi-Fi. Oh, so, so you might just like have to not watch this year, I guess. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch like all the conference games. I mean, they go mm-hmm. well. It's nothing like moments like that. I was so upset. I, mean, I tweeted immediately as soon as I got served. So I was like, "Yep, I of course I'm in a restaurant with no Wi-Fi." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that tournament run. I mean, first of all, hosting both regionals, super regionals had to have been huge for you guys. Mm -hmm. It was nice to be able to sleep in our own beds. I mean, you don't have to travel anywhere and stay in hotels or anything like that. And so to have, and we also have home field advantage. So we know what the dirt's going to play like. We know what the grass is going to play like. Um, We have our family there, all our fans from the community, the Trine community supporting us. So it's really nice to be able to host those kind of events here. Those were really fun to do, especially like, you know, I don't, I've never broadcast anything but trying. Mm-hmm. So to broadcast games like that, where, you know, you have Eau Claire and uh, who else was it? North Central, I think. Um, what well, was a lot of fun. And, you know, like people were like, man, you really drove like three and a half hours coming over. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was getting paid to do it. That helped. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like they put me up in a really nice room in Zollner. I don't know if you've ever been in those rooms. I have not. They're really nice. Um, just like everything you need, just like a TV, mm-hmm. you got a mini fridge, uh, like a pull-out bed. It's, Set you up. Yeah. And, you know, like I barely spent time there because I was at Sport One Parkview Field all mm-hmm. day. Um, yeah, those were a lot of fun. Case Western was also fun to do that. Mm-hmm. That was that was quick. Mm-hmm. Those games were really quick. And um, at one point, I think it was Case Western was bad weather was coming in after the games. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think when I drove home, my power was out of my house. Oh no! <laughs> I was driving through all the local areas and like everything's out of power. And I'm like, <laughs> I probably should have stayed in, in my room because I had it for like another day. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I mean, there's nothing here for me. I'm just going to go. But, yeah, those were really fun. Then you go to Salem, Virginia. Mm -hmm. We were talking about a beautiful area. I mean, you had the mountains out in left field. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Like, turning around after pitches and just seeing the mountains back there. And then even the complex, like, the complex was super nice. And I know they're renovating it now, so I can only imagine what it's going to look like after they're done with it. But, yeah, I mean, it was – you couldn't really ask for much more. Yeah, except for, you know, game one, the rain delay. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> that was awful. And it's like, you we we deal with rain delays throughout all postseason, all season. Um, 
and to kind of get to that big of a stage and wait all day to play that first game because we were the last game yep. of the day and to get there and for it to just start pouring on us. And it was like, are you serious? And yeah. it was like every time we went into hit, it would just stop. Mm-hmm. And every time we went out in the field, it would just release. And it was just like what's going against us, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, I remember watching that, and I just saw it pouring. I'm like, it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I remember watching that video refresh me on where, you know, they start to call time, and I'm like, oh, they're going to call here. But then it was just Coach D handing Rosie the towel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you serious? You can't – you got to call it now. Right. Well, Coach D kept coming out because, I mean, rightfully so, he was very angry that we were playing in those conditions. Oh, yeah. um, but, I mean, you could tell the ball was slick. There's not much Rosie could do about it because her glove was wet, her hands were wet. So even you give her a towel, but the towel's going to get wet in <laughs> yeah. five minutes because it's going to get soaked. So um, it was tough. And, like, I, mean, I think you just saw the grit of our team in that, in that game because, yeah, it sucked, but we weren't going to just cave in and give it to them. We were still going to fight and we were still going to put our best foot forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I knew. I was like, I mean, they're – they're used to it mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I didn't even realize that there was a familiar face on that on the other team mm-hmm. in Alexis who transferred over here. Um, we got three of them. Really? We got three of them. We got Alexis Michonne, uh, who won Pitcher of the Year last year. So she came in and helped our pitching staff this year. Uh, Cassie Wood, she was their center fielder. She's a lefty. Um, she also transferred over. Uh, and then Carol Beale. Carolyn Beal. So she's a catcher, and then she was their starting catcher. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I didn't even know that the, the other three were – the other two were from the same team. Mm-hmm. I thought they were all different. Yeah, nope. All three from Eastern. Wow. Yeah. Um, how, how does that even – like, what get, I don't know if you know the process. Like, what went into them making their decision? Do you know? Um, I know through the tournament, they got really close with Rosie. They, I think they met Rosie through the tournament. Um, and then they, Carol and Cassie were already looking to kind of move on from that program. So they were kind of talking and looking around and Rosie was like, kind of just joking around like, Hey, why don't you come and try? And then it just kind of went on from there. And, but um, they had commitments in the fall, so they weren't able to transfer until January. So they weren't able to get here until this semester. And Mish, um, Alexis Michonne, she didn't end up leaving Eastern until like halfway through first semester. So she also didn't come until January. Oh. So it was kind of, we knew they were coming in the fall and we were trying to kind of work them in as much as we could, but we couldn't really get to know them and for them to kind of adapt to this program until they got here in January. So it's been quite a process the last couple months to get them to feel comfortable and welcome and kind of work them into our program and kind of what we have developed here. Because I think if I was reading the stats right from Florida, like Alexis, she'll bat every now and then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. She... I think she was in their uh, lineup at Eastern a lot, um, but she's been kind of pitch hitting for us, I think, the last couple weeks. So I think, I mean, in Florida and uh, Virginia, you kind of saw it where, like, 
he's just kind of testing pieces and we're rotating yeah. and kind of seeing who's going to fit where and what pairings work, what pairings don't work. Um, so you saw a lot of people getting opportunities and a lot of moving pieces. Um, so it's just kind of balancing it right now where um, people are kind of moving around everywhere and they're not quite comfortable, but still trying to figure out where everyone's going to work with the grand scheme of things. So, Yeah, I mean, you guys killed it in Florida. Mm -hmm. Just ridiculous amounts of wins out there <laughs> to, and not even close for a big chunk of them. Mm -hmm. That was really impressive to watch on live stats. Yeah, it was pretty, I mean, to come out first game and play Wartburg, it was kind of a game we wanted back from last year. I mean, last year it was just kind of a game where they kind of blew us up, but um, to come back in that game after we were down too, I think it made a big statement for us and we were able to actually get our bats going early this year, which mm -hmm. is, has been pretty nice. I think some of us are still working through a bit of a slump, but you're going to have that at the beginning of the season. So um, to have a lot of girls come out starting strong and our defense is looking strong and our pitching is looking strong. So I think these last couple of weeks have given quite a preview into the potential that we have for this year and the fact that we still have more room to grow even from there, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Next Wednesday, first two home games, Anderson. Mm -hmm. Anderson, yep. Um, lots of fun. I did want to go back because we completely skipped the championship games <laughs> with CNU. Yeah. Um, no, I know it's not the way you know anyone wanted it to go. Right. But uh, Christopher Newport is – I mean, you we heard about him all year. Right, and, like, yeah. You know, you played him – one of your first games. We played them down in Georgia, yeah. yeah. I didn't know if it was the very first game or not. I don't remember. Okay. I think it was one of the first ones, though, yeah. yeah. I knew they were in that tournament. Um, And then, you know, to end it last year against them, mm -hmm. that, I mean, I think you said in the video, that, like, that's what you dream of. Right. I mean, to make it to the championship, it's what you work for, and that's what all the pain and the hardships and the slumps that you go through throughout the season, that's, I mean, that's what it all leads up to. So it's just kind of the reward at the end of the road sort of thing. And, I mean, seeing you had a great year last year. And, I mean, they deserved every bit to be there as well. Um, their offense was strong top to bottom. Their pitching was strong last year from two freshmen too. So, um I think we knew going into that game we were not the favorites to win at all. But I think watching those games and being in those games, um, we had our opportunities. We had them, and we weren't able to capitalize those games, and we were able to capitalize on the other games. So I think that's kind of where the levels didn't fall in our favor. But, I mean, we still showed up and we still fought, and I was proud of the fight that we showed, and we were still in every single game. Like, it wasn't hands down blowout like we we were still in every single game and we showed that we deserved to be there and I think that said a lot because I think a lot of people just wrote us out after the beginning of the year yeah and you you guys were the sixth seed in that tournament and at the end I think so yeah yeah okay. yeah so I mean I don't know if that's based on record or anything or if they just I think they revote Really? Yeah. So they still. I, yeah. Okay, their loss. Um, 
yeah, I've, I just thought going in, I'm like, man, that's that's just too low. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was fuel for anything or if you were just like, let's just keep going. Don't worry about anyone else. I mean, kind of both. Uh, we didn't really pay too much attention to ranking, rankings. We don't really because, I mean, it's a committee voting on things. So, mm-hmm. they. I mean, it's always a toss-up. Um, but we also had that same sense that we had after going 0-7 where – we have nothing to lose. Like everyone's already written us off. Like we're already the underdogs. So just go out there and do what we do. Like there's no pressure on us to do anything. And then, you know, you were, I got your accomplishments, championship, all tournament team, regional, all tournament, first team, MIAA and then one time player of the week for MIAA being on that all tournament team. What does that mean? Does that, is that, you mean you have further to go, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but what does that mean? Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of, it's one of those things where it's nice because it's what we work towards, but at the end of the day, like, I get those awards because of the level of play that I hold myself to and that I want to play at that level because... I want to help the team succeed. Mm -hmm. So to get those accomplishments means that I'm doing my job and putting my team in a position where we can win those games in advance and putting uh, myself in a position where whoever was after me in the lineup, whether it was Ashley, Scar, Emma, where they could drive me around. Or if I had to get an RBI that game, I was able to get my RBI in. And so... Um, kind of taking on that role of like just getting your job done. And I think those awards are nice and it, uh, it's like accolades for the work that you've put in, but it's also like whether or not you're stepping up and putting your team in a successful position. What is it like playing without Ashley, Mercedes, Taylor for mm-hmm. the first time? It's, it was strange because Ever since I've got here, they've been here. Um, So to kind of, one, be a senior, because that still doesn't even feel real yet. Um, Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But to show up and to not have those people there, it's it's strange. And it's those people that you've looked up to for three years and um, were really good leaders for us last year and kind of held us down last year. it's hard to fill those positions and you're never going to fill people's shoes, but kind of taking those lessons that they've taught us through the years and kind of um, pushing them to the underclassmen this year and kind of uh, pushing those lessons on to the kids below us um, to keep us growing and keep us where we were last year and only going up from there. So we don't have any steps backwards. Right, because I know like Mercedes. I mean, she started out second last year, but then she was she went down to designated player after mm-hmm. that. Um, so, like, what was she like during that process? Because I know like she had been second for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Byer coming in, mm-hmm. freakish athlete. Um, so Mercedes, I know he talked to her a bit about. Emma might be the better defensive option at second because of the ground that she can cover. Mm -hmm. However, you still would want Mercedes bat in the lineup because Mercedes bat is incredible. Um, But 
Mercedes also a fierce, true competitor at her heart. So she was willing to do whatever was necessary for the team. And so I think that was one of the things that helped us be most successful is because Mercedes was the number one person right behind Emma, cheering her on, helping her out, teaching her how to play that position because it was new for Emma. Mm. Um, but like being her number one supporter and also being the best teammate to everyone else um, while she kind of herself transitioned into a new role on the team. Um, yeah, she was just incredible. It's like, cause if I'm remembering right, I think she, she kind of struggled a little bit starting out in DP, mm-hmm. but then towards the end of the season, I mean, she was right back. Got her she, groove. Yeah. Yep. Um, what is it like being in a lineup that, I mean, just looking at stats, I mean, you all hit like minimum 300. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to crack into the lineup, but you look at our depth and it's like no matter what inning, no matter what situation, no matter who's up, like you just, you feel good about it because mm. you're like at any time, any person can step up and do their job. And with a failing sport that we're playing and we to have that depth and people that can step up that consistently, like it's amazing and you don't see it very often. And no, like you're seeing one through nine in a lineup but we also have eight other girls in the dugout who can step up and do the same thing if mm-hmm. we want to fill in and rotate pieces. And I think that's going to be one of our biggest strengths this season. And you already saw it a little bit in Florida and Virginia, but we have our starting nine, but we also have 10 girls in the dugout who can step up and do the same thing. And everyone can come in and kind of, flip-flop pieces and we're still not going to miss a beat. I'd say because like when there would be like a sub in it or like, I don't know, what's the proper term? Like you put in someone to hit. Pitch hitter. Yes, pitch yeah. hitter. God, I couldn't think of that. <laughs> um, like when you put in G or like Lexi mm-hmm. Clark when she would be in, I think Anna a couple times was being thrown in there. Mm-hmm. There was just, I mean, up in the booth, I mean, you're not losing confidence at all Mm-mm. in anyone there. I mean, they're being, they're being put in for a reason. We, right. So that was just, yeah, the first thing I ever noticed, like, when I did a softball game sophomore year, I was like, I was looking at the stats, like, all at the average. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, all, yeah. like, all 300 and above. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Ashley was cracking, like, 450, something like that. I mean, there's three or four cracking 400. It mm-hmm. was insane to watch. And I'm definitely going to miss all of them. I mean, they were right. so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And especially Taylor because, I mean, she had the same walk-up song as I did in high school. Really? <laughs> yeah, kick my heart. <laughs> so I was al- I was already with Taylor Mark. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, she starts cracking home runs. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, 100%. But um, this season – I understand, like, obviously the goal is, like, get back to, right. well, this time now Texas. Yep. Um, but, like, what are – what's going to need to happen to get back there? Um, So we f- we just finished our spring break trip, which that was a big step for us to kind of see where the team is. Um, That trip is always big for us because it kind of – 
it's a trip where we're with each other all of the time. So you have no choice but to become best friends. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a trip that brings us closer together and also shows us where we are and shows us where we need to grow. Um, I think conference this year is going to be a mental test for us. Um, I think that really the only test we are going to have the most problem with is ourself. And so if we can just manage ourselves and play our game and stay at our potential and not play down to a level or play the style of game that the opponent wants to play, um, I think our team is going to be very dangerous this year. By the way, how was Florida outside of the games? I never asked you. On uh, that. It was warm, which was nice. It was, it, I mean, it's crazy because we're here. It's 50, 60 degrees. We leave, go to Florida. It's 80, 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then we come back and there's snow on the ground. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, I came back up here on Monday and I was driving through so much snow. At mm-hmm. one point, hitting like Auburn, I, put crews down to like 60 because yeah. I could not see like yeah. 10 feet. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's just almost a foot of snow on the ground everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I told you where I was like at my house, Monday was 70 degrees and then Tuesday was 40. Right. Which, yeah, should be expected for Indiana. But man, I just, I had so much hope. Yeah. <laughs> and just down drain. So Florida had to have been really nice. Yeah, Florida was nice. And I mean, it's always a good trip. And we all, so the way Coach D does it is he just rents a house for the week and we all stay in one big house. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you're there at the house and then you go to the field and then you, you can, some days we go out with our parents after the games and some days we'll do like a team dinner. It kind of just depends on how the schedule works out that day. But then we all come back together as a team at the house as well. So, I mean, you're with the team majority of the trip. And so um, you just kind of get to have conversations that, because when we're here, we hang out, but we're not with each other all the time unless we're at practice. So you get to have conversations with teammates because you're with them more often that you wouldn't necessarily get to have at practice. Or you just learn new things about the way people go about their lives, that's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. And so, it, I mean, we get closer to that trip, and it's always a fun trip. And it's one of those trips where you just make memories with each other, and it's pretty nice. Yeah, I saw you all were huddled around watching the basketball team yep. at one point, which they got it done, thank goodness, <laughs> for that weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, but those trips always here, like, it's just great. I mean, spring break, what else are you going to do? You're playing. Yep. You're going to hang out, and that's just the way it is. But – um. Yeah, I'm excited for Wednesday. I need to re. I need to remember how to do softball. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, thank you for being on again, Amanda, oh, and of uh, good luck this year. Thank you. Big thank you to Amanda being on the pod once again. Again, only person to be on show like two years in a row pretty much other than me so um yeah that'll be it for this week just want to thank you for listening be sure to follow everyone on twitter at trying broadcast at storm center pod i am at dfr00 amanda is at a prather03 and we will talk to you next week good luck to all thunder teams this week we'll talk to you next week peace
Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.